You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. So business today, that's Business Unity South Africa in partnership with Business Leadership South Africa. So there are two key business lobby groups. They wrote what looks like a four-page letter um, before my eyes to the president of this country, Mr. Cyril Matamela Ramaphosa. And uh, in it, they expressed their wish list, their desires around the uh, changes to the cabinet, to the looming cabinet shakeup that we are all uh, waiting uh, for at this stage. My colleague Ray Fanikak uh, caught up with the uh, CEO of Abusa, Mr. Cass Kuvaria, for more on what business was wanting. Business Unity South Africa, Obusa, sent a letter to the president last month asking him to appoint more efficient ministers in key portfolios. Busa expressed uh, concern over the poor performance of several portfolios, including mining and energy, trade and industry, transport, public enterprises and security. The letter comes before a long-awaited cabinet reshuffle. On the line is Kaz Kovadia, the chief executive of Busa. Kaz, thank you so much for joining me. Why did you send this letter to the president? We felt that as business, we have a critical stake in the way this country is governed because the problems we have had in governance in the last few years have had a significant impact on the economy, a negative impact on the ability of businesses to do business, to grow, to form new business. And an essential element of that poor governance has been, in our view, not fit for purpose cabinet and a cabinet that's not been aligned behind the president. So we felt that without telling the president who he should appoint, because that is not our ambit, that is his prerogative, that we felt it is necessary for us to just put on the table what sort of capacity, what sort of, what caliber of people should be on cabinet so that we actually have uh, decisive and appropriate leadership coming out uh, of government. Yeah, you did not mention anyone by name in the letter, but it's uh, clear that you refer to Gwede Mantash, the Minister of Minerals and uh, Energy, Fakila Mbalula of Transport, who has been redeployed to the ANC and he will be replaced, uh, Pravin Gordon, also the portfolios of uh, Trade and Industry and Security. Are those the, the portfolios you believe are the worst, well, has the worst leadership at the moment? No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying those portfolios are critically important to the growth of this economy. Again, I mean, it's the president's prerogative. If he feels that the current incumbent meets the sort of criteria we have put in our letter, then it's his prerogative to keep them there. We're not, we're not commenting on any individual. What we are saying is that energy is probably the most critical factor at the moment, uh, not just the load shedding issue, although the load shedding obviously has a significantly negative impact on business, particularly on small and medium business, and also on citizens. But what we are saying is that given the importance of energy, given that South Africa has made uh, pretty ambitious uh, commitments for decarbonization, uh, given that um, our financial sector and many of our corporates are operate globally and would be uh, would have to work within the context of a global environment that says that we have to move away from fossil fuel-based energy to cleaner energy. 
given all that, we need a minister who, one, is absolutely clear, and clearly behind the president's plan, not on anybody else's plan. The president's plan is absolutely clear of the direction we need to take. We need a minister who is 110% behind that plan and will work with others to implement that plan. We need a minister who is 110% behind the stance we've taken that we need to move away, away from fossil-based uh, fossil energy to cleaner energy. And we need to, it's a, it's a process, it's not an immediate move. We need to move away over a period of time, ensuring that a just transition pathway is put into place and we minimize any negative impacts of that. But we also leverage off the economic opportunities of cleaner energy. Similarly, was law and order. We need law and order is probably the other very big issue in this country, uh, both for business and citizens. And again, we need a minister who has the confidence of the police force who is able to deal with corruption in the police force, who is able to rebuild our intelligence services, to have the confidence of communities that government is serious about dealing with law and order issues, and a minister who can get on top of organized crime, because that's what we're seeing currently. So what we are saying, we are reading the current environment, we are saying what the current environment is, and we are then saying what capacity do we need in a minister to deal with the current environment? And that's what I would like to say. In the letter, you also refer extensively to the uh, mineral resources and energy portfolios, uh, which has been consolidated within one uh, ministry under Guerre Mantash. Uh, and you suggest that that portfolio is, uh, you know, split in two again. Um, why do you think that is of such critical importance? Yeah, because both energy and minerals are critical to this economy at the moment. Uh, the bottom line is that in minerals, we have failed on a number of areas. We haven't had mining exploration in this country of any meaningful nature for the last decade or more. We've got significant blockages in mining licenses and exploration licenses. The the sort of mining charter is still sort of there or thereabouts and, 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 and keeps on coming up all the time. Uh, and we, we, we actually could have done much better in the commodity boom a couple of years ago than we did, although all the mining brought in, did export and brought foreign exchange into the country, and that uh, uh, reflected in the tax figures. We could have done much, much better than that. And, and so we believe that both mining and energy are critical at this point in time for one ministry to deal with those two critical issues with the complications and complexities in both those issues might actually delay action further. And what we are suggesting is, while at the same time suggesting that we need a fit-for-purpose cabinet, we need to look at how we can trim cabinet down. We believe these two areas of critical importance to the economy, critical importance to creating jobs, critical importance to citizens when it comes to load shedding and so on. And given where we are now, given where we are in both those areas because of the fact that we did not govern either of those areas appropriately, we believe that we need focus on both those areas by separate minutes. You also cite the Department of Trade and Industry under Ibrahim Patel. That is not a, a ministry that's always mentioned as one where there needs to be changed. Why, why did you refer to that portfolio? Look, again, let me just emphasize 
we're not saying that the current ministers need to be changed. We are saying that these are the capacities that are needed, okay? And and this is what the department should be doing. And it's up to the president to decide whether, for instance, the incumbent can do what we're suggesting the the, uh, department and the ministry should be doing. So let me be quite clear about that. I, I want to be absolutely clear. It is not the prerogative of business to suggest to the president who he should appoint in his cabinet. And let me be absolutely clear about that. But on, on trade and industry, what we're saying is that, you know, the department and the minister have done very well on competition issues, on, on issues related to uh, transformation in, in business and so on. But there often seems to be a, a sort of relationship between business and, and the ministry that is not always positive. And, and the trade and industry department has got to work very closely with business, has got to listen to what business is saying about uh, uh, developing the economy, about uh, uh, promoting trade. Now with the African Free Trade Agreement kicking up pretty soon, with the AGOA negotiations coming up pretty soon, business's voice has got to be at the forefront of those. And, and, and we believe that the trade and industry minister needs to work with business in that way. Have got to see business as a critical partner, unequivocally so. There should be no buts behind it. Business is a critical partner because business is involved in trade-related issues every day. Business is involved in 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 developing, trying to develop the economy and 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 doing business issues related to ease of doing business, red tape, and so on. All of those fall in the in the uh, trade and industry ministry and we and the minister of trade and industry focus should be on making it easy for businesses to operate making it easy for new businesses to open and making it easy for businesses to actually employ people and so on so that's what we're saying and and we we would want to see that sort of a relationship between the ministry and business have you received a response from the president no, we haven't, and and that's fine. I mean, we we weren't asking him for a response. We simply the letter is simply to put to the president what some of our thinking is, and and he can obviously respond to that as he sees fit. Thank you, Kaz. That was Kaz Kavadia, the CEO of Busa. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at seven pm. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.